If you enjoyed Disney Plus's Godmother, then stay tuned. I'm throwing out my two cents on why I think this movie is an important stepping stone for redefining happily ever after. Hello and welcome to the fangirl. I'm McGann and covering the happily ever after trope is, for once, absolutely thrilling. So Disney Plus recently released a diabetically sweet Christmas movie, and what can I say? I am a huge sucker for sappy holiday films. Last year, I thought Noelle was so adorable, and that scene where she starts signing with the little girl just makes my mascara run every time. But the 2020 Disney Plus holiday movie Godmothered is a whole new high point for the streaming service. To briefly recap the movie, we get to see behind the curtain a bit at the world of fairy godmothers, and these ladies live for hundreds of years and do non-stop continual training in the motherland, pun fully intended and embraced. While there, we get to meet Eleanor, the youngest fairy godmother recruit who's still in training, and she gets hit with a truth bomb that the motherland is gonna shut down because there are no more assignments coming in. Which means all the godmothers are about to be retrained to become tooth fairies. So Eleanor, being a plucky little sweetie, is just determined to be a real fairy godmother and establish some job security, so she finds the last unfulfilled assignment to ever hit the motherland, and Eleanor takes off to go find 10-year-old Mackenzie, who actually turns out to be 40 years old now and surviving life more than living it. You see, Mackenzie's husband died a few years ago, and her job has become very stale and dead end, and she's got a really hard time investing in her kids. Not that she doesn't love her two daughters, but it's like everybody is stuck in a rut and Mackenzie's okay with none of that ever changing. Then Eleanor appears at Mackenzie's job, and Disney's version of a Hallmark movie ensues. It is really a charming movie, and spoiler alert for the ending here, but Mackenzie does learn to love again, just not in the way you might expect. Mackenzie does have a romantic interest, as all the cutesy Christmas movies require. However, the spark between Mackenzie and Hugh Prince is left up to the audience to decide. The movie just kind of ends before ever fulfilling the romantic part of the story arc, so there's no magical first kiss or even a date. Really, beyond, I kinda like you, there are no feelings even professed, it's unheard of. And when the climax of the movie came, and I thought for sure the movie was opening up for this budding relationship to be shoehorned into a full-blown romance, plot twist. Yes, Mackenzie learns to love again, but it was her daughters who claimed her heart and let Mackenzie let go of some of her emotional constipation. Aww. And just the fact that the romance portion of the film never took center stage is just incredible. And that unexpected shift ignited the fairy godmothers to rewrite what their job description was. So now, instead of only working to bring about happily ever afters, the godmothers are now fulfilling wishes that just let people live happily in whatever way that means for them. Is it a little cheesy? Yes. Is that cheese delicious? Also yes. And Godmothered is exactly the kind of movie that kids need to grow up with for more reasons than one. Let's be honest, Disney is really the biggest pusher of True Love's Kiss and Happily Ever After. And if that's in the cards for you, awesome! 
But there's more than one way to live, and life itself is very long and messy and complicated. So if all of these alternative ways to live are never represented in the media, there are people who will legit grow up and never realize that there's any other way that you're allowed to be besides, you know, trying to marry somebody at 16 that you met one time. Looking at you up there off-camera Ariel. And especially when you're a girl and you just get the same tired trope pushed at you over and over and over and over again, you grow up drinking that Kool-Aid and thinking that that's the only thing you could ever want out of life. It's the best there is. And that's not strictly a Disney movie issue because almost every single film and television series and every piece of media out there has romance as the first or second most important part of the story. It doesn't matter who the target audience is, if it's three-year-olds or 80-year-olds, as long as it's women, romance is number one. I'm sorry, but it's kind of sad and boring that women think the best ultimate premium thing they can do in their life is become the other half of a couple. We can be more, we can do more, we can have more than just, okay, I found a man, so I quit everything. So I find Godmothered very special in that regard because it shows us this pending romantic story arc and then goes, meh, it's not important enough to finish in the movie. If it happens, it happens, but Mackenzie's happiness is not dependent on Hugh Prince. What Godmothered showed us is that romantic love is not the only love. And even if you find it, it can still be fleeting because you can't control the ever after part of happily ever after. So it can be easy to forget that falling in love is not the end-all be-all emotion to complete your life. You can live a happy life with platonic love, with parental love, with self-love, or even loving your pet turtle. I mean, it's all valid. And bringing that notion into the spotlight is fantastic. But let's talk about the other reason why this movie is deconstructing media perceptions. Our dear Eleanor is a lovely, plush lady, and she's not used as a fat girl joke. I mean, go find any movie out there that features heavy women and see how they're treated. They're comic relief, or gross, or the one that the guy is disappointed to get on a blind date, or the guy even goes and throws up after he looks at her. It's not even hard to find something where they're like, oh, better hide the food, the fat one's here. Plus-size people in general are treated shamelessly by the media, like they're lesser people. And look around. There are no heavy girls celebrated as pretty in the media media anywhere. As a fellow fat girl, that is hurtful to act like I can never be seen as cute or I can never get the cute dress in a movie because I'd just bulge out of it anyways. You know what? I'm not designing the costumes, so why don't you just pay for some more fabric then, cheapo? And hey, I'm all for a good joke here and there, even if it's a cheap shot joke. But heavy girls being uglified comic relief has been a one-sided joke for so long that, much like with love, women have been trained to see their bodies as one-size-fits-all. Women and even little tiny girls are having it stomped into their brains every day that their entire being, their self-worth, everything that is valuable about them centers around a tape measure and a scale. So if a female doesn't have the perfect hourglass shape, she has to be ugly and undesirable, or at best, the villain, the funny best friend, or the smart one, none of which anybody wants to date. 
And comedy is fine, laugh at whatever expense makes you chuckle. All I'm saying is that can we balance those scales some more so that the fat girl is not just always this gross entity that nobody likes? We have room for more body positivity, I promise. But when heavier women are only used in the media in negative ways, it really impacts how they see their bodies. The media's portrayal of women has gone hand in hand with upping cases of anorexia, bulimia, extreme dieting, and all of these other very unhealthy disorders just because women see larger women on TV and they're disgusting, or unlovable, or just something to joke about if they're above a size 6. It's not right, and having more characters who are jiggly delicious and not self-conscious about it is phenomenal and long overdue. We never see Eleanor starving herself or apologizing that she's not a size 0. It doesn't even come up. And the humor that does come out of Eleanor's character is never about her weight. Disney decided that Eleanor was going to be beautiful, so they gave her a beautiful dress and beautiful hair and beautiful makeup, and so all that we, the audience, sees is that Eleanor is beautiful because that's how she's presented to us. Listen, I grew up in the 90s, and back in those olden days, diversity just meant that you were different shades of the same super skinny 20-year-old with perfect facial features. It would have meant so much to me growing up to see a character out there who was young and pretty and had some weight on her hips. But any plus-size people were always used in derogatory ways. And even if we look past Eleanor, all of the women in Godmothered are just wonderfully cast. Mackenzie is beautiful, but she's not 25 like this type of character would have had to have been five years ago. And all the other women in the cast have different bodies and builds and types of faces. They really let the wrinkles show, and they didn't shy away from casting women who had double chins, or who were older, or who didn't have a cute little button nose. And I cannot express enough how spectacular that is to start seeing those kinds of characters in Disney movies. By positively normalizing people who look different than, you know, the Grecian-European standard of beauty, that is how you redefine what beauty looks like in society. So the more we get cast like the one in Godmother, the more people subconsciously reevaluate what pretty means. The same goes for romance, too. Let's stop promoting the idea of rushing into dating or marriage or falling in love just so you can check happily ever after off of an invisible list. Let's show more of how people can be happy in the moment with what they have as well. It's like Disney Plus sees me and I am here for it. So if you have not seen Godmothered yet, get out your snuggly blanket and best pajamas and then go indulge at what living happily looks like without worrying about the ever after part. I might be overthinking it, but that's literally my job. No! No! This went poorly! Much like with love, women have been trained. Been trained. And when the climax of the movie came and I thought it was opening up for this blood, blooding relationship? What is, think before you say each word. You're reading them, this shouldn't be this hard. Then Eleanor appears, appears at Mackenzie's job and Disney's version of a Hallmark movie ensues. I mean, beyond, I kind of like you. There are no feelings really professed. No, there's really not any feelings professed. Really not any feelings. Plot twist! Plot twist! 
Plot twist. Plot twist. Also yes. Also yes. Also yes. Also yes. Also yes. Also, also yes. Also yes. What Godmothered really showed us is that romantic love can be really fleeting. And look around. There are no heavier people that are celebrated. Celebrated. Aww. 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 Is that a good enough audio test? Can you hear me? Boop, boop. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self, and I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.